Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Morning Show with Dave Hyde on 99.2 Hermitage FM. Online and on your smart speaker. I have a fabulous guest joining me right now. And I've got to be honest, your location is amazing. Sarah Brown, how are you? Ah, I'm good. I'm really good. I'm living my best life, literally ever. And um, I'm bloody happy. I'm really happy. I'm really happy right now. I'm in a good place. Please tell me where you're joining me from right now. I am joining the lovely David from Jamaica in a city called Portmore. (laughs) Uh, A city called Portmore. um, And I'm in a a, a little town called Brayton with my mother. Sounds like it's glorious. Well, my mother decided to move here, funny enough, David, last year after the death of my sister, um, who was her first born daughter. Um, And they were very, very close. And we all are close as a family. It came as a shock. Uh, My sister had cancer, didn't realize that she had cancer, went into hospital, was totally ignored uh, for the two weeks that she was there. Literally, she was ignored um because of the whole pandemic thing and when and then found out on the literally the 14th day uh they drained her and then said we're really sorry she's not gonna live oh what a shame it was awful it was absolutely diabolical um but my mother bless her um has decided on the strength of that that she can no longer stay in a country that is so beautiful britain is lovely but um, the winters are vicious. So she said, you know what, Sarah, I've had enough. I'm going to come home. So she she came here last year, July. So I've come back to be with her. Well, I've got to be honest, we're, we're, we are FaceTiming. You, I, you, I can see you, but unfortunately, I said I don't look good enough for you. You've seen me once or twice in this video where we tested, didn't you? And but- I have seen you. And I, guys, I have to say, I think David looks rather roguish, if you like that look. You creep. <laughs> I haven't got my hair done. I'm in studio attire. I like shabby chic. I like bohemian. And you've got that bohemian thing going on. Yeah, there's shabby, there's shabby chic and then there's like the homeless, which is what I'm going for today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to argue with that, David. I'm not going to argue. Well, the good news is you've had a, a, what should we call it, an interesting couple of years because obviously we've had lockdowns, your mum's moved to Jamaica, but you're joining me because you've got a brand new single out today called I'm On My Way. Yes, I have. And I'm really excited about the project. It's a humble project. Um, I wanted to start, I wanted to do something, David, in the music industry for myself. And after speaking with um, my family, Simple Minds. Um, You know, Jim and Charlie had some wise words for me. They just like looked at me as if I had 10 heads and they were like, Sarah, come on, come on. It's about time you did something. So if I was to start from somewhere, David, this is the point that I would want to start from in terms of recording. This woman has been a massive influence to me. I listened to her um, from the age of six right through till now. 
and I have, if you like, um, honed my vocals through Mahalia Jackson. Um, and anyone out there who's wanting to be a singer, I'll tell you now, my opinion is that Mahalia Jackson is the queen, not only of gospel, but she's the queen of rock and roll. She had rock and roll in her. <laughs> she was born with rock and roll. She was born with that spice and that flame. And as a result, this is pieces of factual nuggets here. Elvis Presley was a major, major fan of Mahalia Jackson. And he did a, in fact, he did a, um, a gospel album himself that was influenced by Mahalia. And also Tom Jones, you know, our fabulous gem, Tom Jones, absolutely can speak nothing but wondrous truths about Mahalia Jackson. She's a phenomena. You know, if anyone who knows her, she had a, has a great voice. She throws it, she conjures up emotion. She's got so much rock and roll and blues in her that it's scary. Um, she moves you. There is no way that if you have blood going through your body, you're not going to be moved when listening to Mahalia. So at six years old, there I was looking in my mirror with a t-shirt on my head, that was my hair, um, and my shoes, that was the microphone, and I was singing away to Mahalia Jackson, loud and clear. And I connected spiritually, emotionally, and physically to myself, to my gift. And I was able to suspend myself through any sadness. There was quite a bit of sadness in my childhood. So I was able to suspend myself and escape. And is that through, and as after this match, you sound as a love of mm -hmm. Pentecostal? Yeah, yeah uh, Pentecostal oh. church. It's, it's just a church where you hear the guitars, you hear the bass, bass guitar, the rhythm guitar, you hear Hammond organ, piano, drums, and it's all going off at the same time. And everyone's properly dancing, David, properly dancing. Um, the first time I went to a Church of England church or a Catholic church, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand it. Um, so for me, my experience in those youthful years, um, there was an enormous amount of expression, David. My parents um, were from, are from Jamaica and their whole thing, they're like the Windrush generation. Mm -hmm. And for them coming to England, it was, this is gonna be a great opportunity to work, make money and save our money, go back to Jamaica and live our paradise life. Um, and so many left the Caribbean with that thought process and that intention, unfortunately, didn't it didn't happen for them. You know, they got here, they were paying their mortgages, they were paying for the cars, putting their children through school. By the time they fed themselves and did all of that, they had no money. So there was a lot of tension in the homes of these Caribbeans. There was a lot of um, tension at times, you know, where they, they were working hard and just didn't feel that they were getting closer to their dream which is another reason why I chose this song, I'm on my way, you know. Um, the song is about reaching your goal, come what may, whether you're with a negative partner or negative family or negative friends, you're going to ignore the negativity and you're going to steamroll your way through to where you want to be. It's, it's such a positive song, um, which is why I chose it. Um, and of course, it mirrors the life of Mahalia Jackson. 
and myself. I've, I've had a. Do you think that church vibe though that you was brought up with and what Malaya would have been brought up with is what links you together to know how to understand them songs where your vocal comes from, sort of being her head at times? Great question. And I would say simply yes. Um, I was brought up to come to faith with my whole head and heart and soul. That's how I was brought up. That was the teaching that I was given. Um, and it's never really left me in the same way that it, if, if, you, if you're brought up in the type of church that I went to, which is full of blinking rock and roll, it's full of funk, it's full of blues, trust me, you're not gonna turn away from the faith easily because everyone sings and plays music from this passionate place, you know? And it's, it's just exciting and it's, it's fun. And no one's sort of there sort of thinking, oh, you're a bit of a weirdo. Um, the music is, in a way, if you like, David, the, the, um, the driving force to your faith and, and with your faith. I was, by the time I was 16, I remained in church, if you like, because I enjoyed the music. And I was part of um, the first gospel choir to have been signed to a major record company called CBS. And we toured Europe, we sang at the London Palladium lots of times in front of the Queen. The Queen loved us. And, you know, as a result of that, I was one of the lead singers. As a result of that, David, I was propelled to do a BVs for Stevie Wonder because he was on the same label, I think. And that's how he heard my voice and wanted me to do some singing for him. And, and, and that was at the ripe age of maybe 15, 14, 15. Just amazing. It sounds like you've had a right career because I looked through your collabs and you've got George yeah. Michael under there. You've got Stevie Wonder. You've got Duran Duran, Simple Minds, Roxy Music, Pink Floyd, Simple yeah. Minds. It's been amazing. I mean, my relationship with Roxy Music was was that they Roxy asked me to be the voice behind Brian for their reunion tour back in 2000. It was phenomenal. Wow. It was just bloody amazing. If you like Roxy music, trust me, that was such an amazing reunion tour. And um, it was a massive privilege and um, great experience. And I learned a lot because I wasn't singing with any other singers. It was just me and Brian. And I had to ghost him quite a lot. And if you know anything about Brian Ferry, you know that rhythmically he's a genius and there's no space for mistakes. I had to be in the pocket all the time, every night. And from that gig with Roxy, I then got invited by Jim Kerr to work with Simple Minds. And I've not looked back. And also I got invited to join with the Duran Duran reunion tour with Simon Le Bon. Um, it was just, David, it's been fantastic. I've had a brilliant career. I've learned a lot from the greats, these giants. And they've all said to me, Sarah, you've got to do this project to Mahalia. You have got to do it. So, you know, Sarah, the album Sarah Sings Mahalia Jackson runs deep in my heart. And it runs, and Mahalia runs deep through my voice. And everyone that I've worked with, every artist that I've supported, and I've given my vocals to, they've all commented on my voice and how they like it. And I've always said, it's down to Mahalia Jackson. I was listening to her from the age of six and I just took it all in. I soaked it up and I learned my craft 
through Mahalia. What's it like to go from stage to studio to stage and sort of go from band to band to band? Because obviously all them different styles that you have to sing, them different singers, the personalities that you have to, I suppose it's not, but it's, I've got to be honest, backing vocals aren't just backing vocals. They are the soul of the song because without you guys doing the backing vocals, that song sounds nothing like it does when it's done in the studio. It's that simple. Thank you so much for that, David. It's nice to have um, that kind of um, accolade and certainly that um, th that's lovely. Thank you so much, first of all, I would say, because I do think that's quite true. I think that backing singers are, are often overlooked and sort of laughed at and spoke to, talked down to, but actually backing singers are often lovely people um, who really just want to support the artist and certainly that's been my heart. And over the years, I would say to answer your question, I have often been asked, especially with Roxy, Roxy wanted me to sound like Sarah. There were places, of course, where they deliberately wanted me to not sound like Brian, but ghost him properly. And, and, and that takes a skill to listen to someone's voice and put your voice out there in the room so that it sits right under the artist. And it's a skill that I learned in choir, David. Um, it's one of the first skills that we are taught in the choir. You listen both to tenor and to soprano or to tenor and alto. I'm an alto singer, so for me, I was in the middle listening to tenor and soprano and then blending your voice to both those genres you know my skill in that area has taken me very far and and it's helped me to be adaptable to my craft whoever i work with because uh mick hucknell for instance has this beautiful almost pure pitched high tone and then to go from mick hucknell to brian ferry who uses his spoken pitch voice and he's down there it was it was quite difficult i'm not gonna lie and Working with Roxy really stretched my range. It really stretched my range. I now have a really good bottom end to my voice. And that was completely due to working with Brian. And then obviously we come forward to recording your stuff. So going into the studio, recording your, well, recording your stuff on an album. Yeah. You're ready to release that you call your own, but you put your name to it. It's a Sarah Brown single and album. What was it like? Yeah. That was... You know, I, I, I feel like there are things, certain things that Sarah needs to achieve before I leave my body, before my spirit leaves my body. And one of the things that I feel I, that I needed to achieve and do was this album. I needed to tribute Mahalia and I, and, and I needed to do that in song. And so I have um, deliberately chosen certain songs in a very short space of time, David. We, the door was open to us at Abbey Road Studio for two days only. And we got in and we tried to kick out as many songs as we could. And we did that, I feel, fairly successfully. Although, to answer your question, I was blinking nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. I thought I was nervous when I went up for the audition to work with Mick Hucknall because he's a phenomenal singer and he has great ears. And I literally, every crevice of my body was sweating for that audition. And I got it and I was very happy that I got it. And I, trust me, when I went for the audition for the Roxy reunion tour, I 
I went with my dog. At the time, I had a pug called Queen, and I had to bring her to be my pacifier because I was so nervous. I was anxious. I kept sweating. I wanted to cry. I thought, oh my God, I'm not going to get this gig. I don't know any of the Roxy Music songs. I was a mess. I was neurotic. I was a mess. And, but for this, I have never felt nerves like it. I have never, ever felt nerves like it. Just inviting musicians to come and play on the album was nerve wracking. It took me about six months to ask the first musician, and that's the truth. What was it like to go to Abbey Studios and record in Abbey Studios of all the famous places to sing? Oh, David, David. When I tell you I'm living my best life, I really am. It was amazing. I'm not gonna lie, there was an umbrella of nervousness, of sheer fear that grabbed me right in my groin and in my heart and in my voice. I lost my voice. They had to lower the keys of the songs because I was that nervous. I knew, I was aware that I was in a studio that giants had sang in. Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald and Mahalia Jackson, along with Frank Sinatra and so many in Studio 2 of Abbey Road Studios. I was in there and that's where I've recorded this album. It was phenomenal. And I recorded it with phenomenal musicians. Tom Wheatley on bass, Colin Good on piano, J Jerome Brown, phenomenal drummer, phenomenal jazz drummer, and the brilliant Luke Smith on organ. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and Hans Buff, who, produ who produced and engineered Prince, the late Prince. You know, I was just surrounded by excellence. So I was extremely nervous, but there was something in me, David, like, and the only way I can explain it to you is like, like the seed that, that was in me from birth, which determines why I am in the universe. That was the flame that said, Sarah, you've got to do this. So get a grip, cry, go in the toilet, have a big cry, then come out, stand around that mic and sing like never before. I spoke to myself, David, that's what I done. And I've never been as nervous, but I've never been as triumphant either. I've never been this triumphant. I feel absolutely triumphant. And it's a small project. It's a small, happy project. But David, it means everything to me. It means more than singing for Quincy Jones, more than singing for Simple Minds, more than singing for Roxy Music. It means, this is my baby. It means everything to me. And I want to perform it. And I want to perform it and make people happy. That's what I want to do. So this year, is a brilliant year because I'm actually doing working with the two. I'm working with Simple Minds. I'm back out with Simple Minds. We are back out touring come March. We're in rehearsals in February. Amazing. I'm really looking forward to seeing the guys after the pandemic. And then come May, June is our downtime. And in that down downtime, I intend to um, launch, possibly launch the album. And But certainly I will be doing a, um, I'll be doing a show, a show or two, possibly near you or possibly in London. But I plan to do several concerts, a couple of concerts. Well, just to go back to you being in Studio 2, obviously you said there's been that many people performing there as well. Pink Floyd, oh, The Beatles. What song from another artist was going through your head when you was told 
This is Studio 2. This is where you're going to be for the day. Oh, bloody hell. Listen, man. My <laughs> brain... No, I'm not even like... My mind... Oh, do you know what? No song was going through my mind. I'm going to tell you the God's almighty truth. What was going through my mind was just the artists, the, 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 the calibre of artists that have sang and played in that studio. My mind went blank, David. You know, it was... Oh God, I can't think. I just, it, it, it was it's just. Like, it's like the I'm, holy grail of studios, isn't it? Oh man, it's the grail, man. It's the holy grail. And I, when I tell you I was in and out of the bathroom, I am not joking. I was in and out of the bathroom. After that session, after the two days, I visited my favourite pub in London, which was the Grapes. <laughs> and I just sat in it. Seriously, it's on the river in the East End. If you don't know it, when next in London, go to the Grapes. It's absolutely phenomenal. Charles Dickens wrote some of his writings in that pub. That's how old it is. It dates back to 16 something. It's phenomenal. And I went in that pub and I just drank. I don't know what I didn't drink, to be honest. <laughs> you had a good time. Oh, I had a fantastic time. Because, I, you know, as you said, going back to your question, I have, I have had to sing with so many great singers, David, and I've had to be sensitive and skillful to their voice. You know, Mick's voice is different to Brian's. Brian's voice is different to Simon Le Bon. So I've had to be adaptable. So for this album, it's the challenge was putting on Sarah Brown's head mm. and getting into my shoes and getting into my space and just being honest to me and with me and owning who I am as a singer and just really just being honest and authentic. That was the challenge. So, you know, which songs was I thinking about, baby? Trust me, David, Sarah Brown's mind just went blank. All, all I could think about were this. All I could see were just these great giants. I saw them. That's all I could see. Well, the new single, I'm On My Way, which is out this morning, was one of the songs you performed in Studio 2, which, again, I've heard the song. It's a, it's a fantastic song. You get a massive hug from this song. When I first heard it, I got tingles. The, you know, the, yeah. the hairs went up on the back of my arms. I went, I like this. Ooh, I like me this. Me too, me too. And I took such a chance in putting it on the album because, you know, it does work with, with everything else that's on the album, but it's not the most obvious song that people would think of when they're thinking of Mahalia Jackson. And I think actually, David, this is one of the songs she wrote. Well, the thing is, when you start hearing that piano go, when you start hearing it and it's how it's laid and the way you... Like it sounds daft, you have a pair of headphones on. That audio in just you're in the middle of the room and you're singing to me. It's that simple. David, it made me feel bloody warm doing it, performing it. it you know, it was it's such fun. It was it's such a fun song. Guys, let me tell you, I'm not trying to be Ella Fitzgerald anytime soon. I'm not trying to be Mahalia Jackson because I can't. There's only one Ella, there's only one Billy, there's only one Mahalia. There's only one Beyonce, one Barbara Streisand, and there's only one Sarah Brown. So my challenge is to be brave enough to allow that Sarah Brown to come to the surface, you know, allow you guys to hear me singing a genre of music that I'm very comfortable in and that makes me happy. It makes me smile. Throughout the pandemic, you know, I had the privilege of working with Peter Walsh, who was the producer for the first big albums of Simple Minds. I had the privilege of having Peter Walsh 
mix this album. And guys, I'm just going to tell you this right now. It's amazing. When did you go in with the Haley Jackson's album? It's been it's been an amazing encourager, this album, because it was done in 2019. I, as soon as I finished it, I was back into rehearsals straight away with Simple Minds. Then straight out of rehearsals into touring. Then the tour was pulled and our lives, everybody's lives then in 2020 was up in the air. You know, we didn't know whether we were ever going to be able to release this album or so many people didn't know whether they were going to go back to work or not. You know, our lives were upside down. And for two years, this is what it's been sort of uncertain. It must have been scary at that time, but now we're on the other side. But Sarah, just before you go, can I get some very quick fire questions in for you? But you've got to be quick. Go ahead. I'm not the quickest person. Anyone who knows Sarah knows that I'm not the quickest person. And I'm bad, bad with names, but go ahead. You're not allowed to think about them. Just say what's on your mind. So which is your favourite song of all times? Ooh. My favourite song has got to be Bob Marley. Um, my it's going to be Bob Marley, and it's going to be um, Redemption song. Oh, amazing track! How would you solve yeah. problems if you was on Mars? How would I solve problems? I would solve problems with the power of my mind. I believe that the mind is a phenomenal instrument, and whatever our intention, it can get us there. So I would solve the problems with positive thinking. I like that. Gas or electric stove? Gas every time. In fact, neither wood, a wood stove, a wood stove. Oh, that's Out not... here, we're cooking on wood and I'm loving it every second of oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. It's awesome, I'm telling you. It's, the food is beautiful. It's got that charcoal-y taste, stunning. Nice, mashed potatoes or baked potatoes? Ooh, mashed potatoes, I'm afraid, every time. Staples or paper clips? Staples. <laughs> if, if an animal could talk, which would be the rudest? I think it might be a pug. Is cereal a soup? A cereal what? A soup. A ce oh, oh, I love a good Jamaican pumpkin soup. It's made with um, beef bone, pumpkin and some stunning root veg. Uh, it's got to be one of my best soups. It's got to be one of my favourites. See, this sounds good. Do you know what? I'm inviting around. I'm inviting around to Jamaica. I'm telling you, I'm going to have some of that soup. I'm going to get, listen, I'm going to get you, David, out here with your shabby chic self and we're going to dance to I'm on my way. I like the, Think sounds, about I like the sounds of this. Would you rather have no nose or no arms? Ooh, I love food and I love tasting, but I also love touching. I think no smell. Well, that comes to the end of my question. See, we've learnt more about you than anyone else has ever asked. <laughs> you have. I've never been asked these questions. <laughs> and you'll never be asked them again. Sarah Brown, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me on your programme. You've been an absolute gem. Um, thank you. So, I'm humbled. And thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. Well, the best thing is, because we're the nicest people in the world and we've got you on on the day of release, that means we're able to play your brand new track, I'm On My Way. Wow. Sarah, thank you again. Woo! And thank you for the big cuddles. You're listening to Hermitage FM. The heart of your community. And this is Dave Hyde. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.